gets it to first. The Browns are world champions. The Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. They reach the summit of the Avalanche for 2022 Stanley Cup champions. Episode 154 of For Future Considerations. How you doing? Thanks for tuning in. It's Manning along with Matt and John. The gang's all here. Boys, another weekend. The first weekend in October. That's messed up. That's messed up. Right? It's October. I flipped the calendar this weekend. Right? You know, this is coming out on the last day of September. It's supposed to be warm this weekend, though. So maybe I'll jump in the pool. The pool is still open, by the way. Okay, I was was wondering what the schedule of the pool was. If you want to come visit, I'm going to keep it open until Thanksgiving. Okay. I want to swim on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, well. Wow. Rashad sitting there in his parka and his toque yeah. and his yeah. scarf, and he's going, what? You're swimming on Thanksgiving weekend? Exactly. That's insane. Don't you normally raise money for that? Isn't that called a polar bear dip? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad that everybody donated to my polar bear dip last weekend in Owen Sound. Fred, Tony, <laughs> JD, Kevin, Paul, Matt. Want some big time money. going to pay for that heating bill. <laughs> uh, plus, you got a full house in there. Yeah. Boys, how's it going? Good, man. What's going on? What are you doing, Rashad? How's the pie? It was did delicious. You finish it? Yeah, we did. We we plowed through that pie. That was fantastic. How what much? Do you mean we? Yeah, I thought you were eating it. Well, mostly me. Him and Bruno. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so so you you ate eight ninths of the pie, saved a piece of pie, and put it in the fridge and told Jill, "Hey, you know what's great? Manny was in town this weekend. He brought us a piece of pie. This is for you." <laughs> Is that is that how that went down? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, What's this metal tin in the garbage? Good. Don't worry about that. Oh, that's uh, that's the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> and then John just stares at her while she eats that last piece, yeah. and she's Boy, like, that... "Do you want a bite? You uh, you gonna finish that? Because I haven't had any of it. I, I haven't had any pie at all." Be nice, Grandma Lambs. You know, it's good pie. It's great pie. Well, great to see you guys. This is the episode we like to call the OT, where we bring in a special guest to join us. Yeah, just like we did with Blue Jays announcer Jamie Campbell, who joined us all the way back at episode 101. Want to congratulate him, who uh, was announced as the 2022 honoree for the Canadian Sports Media President Award. Congratulations, President Jamie. Yeah, great stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that was a really good episode. That was one of my favorites, actually. That was a standout for sure. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Episode 101, if you're going back to that one. That's right. And if you missed uh, our previous episode this week, go back and have a listen. Not quite as good as Jamie Campbell's. I mean, it doesn't really have the star power. No offense, guys. But uh, (laughs) your debate had its moments. Star power. Wow. You were in that too, by the way, right? Oh, yeah, good point. You talked to Jamie Campbell, and Jamie Campbell remembered you. (laughs) 
Hey, we also want to say thank you to everyone who sends us messages on social media or emails after listening to the show, like Derek did after listening to our debate in last week's show about the greatness of Roger Federer. Oh, do you remember that? What a champion! The The greatest of all tennis player in my lifetime. (laughs) The greatest of all time. Incredible, right, Rashad? Absolutely, and uh, a great uh, moment there. Him and Nadal playing together in that final match, and yeah. both of them got a little weepy. Nadal knowing the significance of that situation, that the guy who's ahead of him retiring, the guy who paved the way for him. That's right. They sure did. You know, he paved the way so well that when I went back after that episode and did some more digging. <laughs> didn't realize this number and i'm glad i'm glad uh, who was it that, that brought this up derek, was the derek, derek. D, d d my guy d you get it <laughs> you get it novak Djokovic is 30 and 29 against the doll and 27 and 23 against federer so how is he's better than both of them against each other anyone more in cincinnati Cincinnati. It's Novak Djokovic. Oh, Cincinnati Open, it's a big tournament, Rashad. He's beating Federer <laughs> when he's 40 years old now. How many times did they play each other? When was the last time they played each other? I don't know. Look it up. I don't You're need to. You're looking everything else up. He's 27 The greatest and tournament in tennis is Wimbledon. And Roger Federer has won more Wimbledons than anyone else. 27 and anyone 23. Else? Against him. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> Against him. Oh, this is just a little taste of that debate, by the way. I can't believe that you're going <laughs> to sit there after I give you those numbers. <laughs> head to head. Head to head. To be fair, people in Cincinnati don't care what happens in Cincinnati. <laughs> No, that's true. Rashad, as a tennis fan, serious question now. Let's let's bring it all in for a minute. Serious. You can go to the finals at one major in tennis. Are you going to the US Open? Are you going to Wimbledon? Or are you going to the other one? The French and the Australian. The French and the Australian. Yeah, the Aussie. Yeah, yeah. Which. <laughs> Serious now. Serious. Serious now. question. Which which one? The other you, one. You, you can sit wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Tickets are free. Uh, don't worry about the cost of flights if that's the case or whatever. Right. Where right. is the one place that you would want to see uh, a tennis match being played? Yeah, I think Wimbledon's number one and the U.S. Open is number two for me. See? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. That's why you're gonna he's see the greatest no, of all You're going to see Novak Djokovic in that, that Sunday match. Uh, That'd be good. That's why John Rashad is the greatest of all time. He is. That's my tennis guy. Him and I woke up at 5.30 in the morning when he was in town one time to watch Jeannie Bouchard play at Wimbledon and get lit up like a Christmas tree, <laughs> never to be heard from again. Hey, hey, that's not fair. That's not fair. She is amazing in those shampoo commercials. <laughs> and the Pinties commercials selling the Oh, yes, the chicken. chicken She's hawking chicken. She's hawking chicken now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. What's uh, what's Bianca saying? Can we get a Canadian female tennis player here to really sustain a career? It's Layla. Layla's next, right? Layla's next. Okay. 
Yeah, she's had a rough year too, actually. Bianca's put <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bianca's playing a little better. I have hope for Bianca for a comeback. But we'll okay. See. Okay. Okay, Rashad. okay. You're our tennis guy. <laughs> So, yes, go back and have a listen to the uh, Jamie Campbell episode or <laughs> any oh, yeah, of the other one. episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a that little sidetrack there. Or the tennis debate. Or the tennis debate. <laughs> yeah. Episode 101 for Jamie Campbell. But you know what's always on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook? These social media accounts for future considerations on Facebook. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. Literally, if if it's not on there, it didn't actually happen in real life. You don't. You can unfollow all these other uh, ESPN and TSN and MOUSE, whatever, whatever you want to call. Podcast FFC is the only thing you need. If it happened in sports, it's on Podcast FFC. If it's not on there, it didn't happen. That's it. So, uh, like, share, comment, and tell your friends. And now, before we get to our guest, how guy, how excited are you guys about the upcoming hockey season? Well, Matt's already in it. Yeah, we're we're in the grind already. Hockey season's underway. We've already. You're pumped, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It would be great if I knew how I was going to watch all these friggin' games. Oh, but the NHL uh, games, yeah, uh, yeah. The way they changed the NHL live is no longer available in Canada. Yep. You got to get Sportsnet now, and and depends on whatever feed they're showing and they're not going to be showing any Habs games or anything like that unless it's a Wednesday or a Saturday yep I actually you know what and this is going to hurt Manny's heart and that's why I'm going to tell the story I I actually this week bought tickets for a Montreal Canadiens game what that's great yep I bought I was I was hanging on to it and I was like you know they're starting to creep up a little bit I'm just going to buy a bottom it'll be great seats I will have a great time of the two of us there. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to have a great time, too. You'll be rolling me down the stairs at the Bell Center. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Good for you. Yes, sir. Good for you. But, Rashad, you you got the OHL season starting this weekend, too, right? Yeah, that's right. And holy cow, the uh, did you guys hear about the preseason game between the Attack and the Barry Colts last weekend? What happened? Oh, my God. There were like brawls. Well, not brawls, but a couple of fights. There was hard hitting. They played that thing like it was a playoff game. It was preseason. It was great. Look, the Owen Sound Attack are trying to win the Western Conference. And you got to send that message right away. You can beat North Bay 9-4 or whatever the the one score of that game is. But when you got a, a local team or nearby rival, eh, preseason doesn't matter. You beat the hell out of those guys. And you let the Western Conference know, screw you, London. <laughs> We're coming for you. I, I think they're sending a message to you, Rashad. They're sending Hi. a message to be prepared. Because mm-hmm. this is what it's going to be on a regular Saturday night. You think <laughs> Colby Barlow is like, wait, so this, so this guy, John, is is recorded saying he's responsible for 80% of our wins? <laughs> I'm going to score 50 goals this year. And John Rashad says that he's the reason. Guys, guys, let's pretend the Barry Colts are John Rashad tonight. (laughs) The best part is after every fight, they looked up in John's direction. too. (laughs) Remember the time when the one player, I forget who it was, lifted his jersey up and there was a sign, a 
taped to his chest protector that said, you're next. (laughs) (laughs) Pointed up at the press box. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, the OHL season's getting underway this weekend. Great. Yeah. Oh, and a preseason Canucks game I was watching against the Flames. You know how my luck is, right? My wife says good night. I look over at her, give her a kiss on the cheek, and the Canucks score while I'm not looking. I literally looked away from the TV for two seconds and missed a goal. It's a sign, Rashad. It is. It's a yep. sign. Rashad, you really need to – you need to be like – uh, you need to be like a, a like a the Americans. Do you ever watch that show, The Americans, where they're Russians but they live in the U.S. and yes. you need to cheer for someone else so that you can specifically pull for the Vancouver Canucks. I think you need to start telling people that you're a you're a Johnny Goudreau fan, you're a Blue Jackets <laughs> fan, diehard Blue Jackets fan, and watch the Canucks just take off. <laughs> You need to you need to do a little bit of a, a little bit of recall. You need to, to to flip the script on these guys and put your money where your mouth is. Like really bet against the Canucks. Yes, like bet always in favor of the other team, and your wow. Canucks will win. They'll win the cup. Maybe I'll maybe I'll even take it a step further. I'll just start like cheering for like Spartak in the KHL or something. You know what? We're I, I was talking to a guy at the Zug in Switzerland this week. That's a that's a program. You get involved in that program. Start cheering in, in that one. That's a good one. Follow <laughs> Zug in Switzerland, and then all of a sudden the Canucks are going to win the Stanley Cup, and and it's because John didn't cheer for them, which is the most important thing I think of any franchise that that you don't have Rashad supporting your success. <laughs> I guess I think that's step that step number. You need to build from within. You need to the. the player development, and then you need to make sure that John Rashad does not hope your team succeeds. It's a bold <laughs> move, buddy. Bold move. It's worth it's worth a thought. Do it. Look, try it for one year and, right. and see what happens. If it doesn't work, then, you know, the Canucks aren't going to do anything this year anyways. <laughs> but you, you, need to get, you need to get yourself a Scott Harris guy in the front office, and then you need to make sure that John Rashad is not cheering for bold you. Bold move. <laughs> All right, done. <laughs> and uh, <Let's> go. <laughs> just like that, go Sharks. That's right. That didn't take very much convincing. No, he really <laughs> bailed on his. Team. What kind of fan are you? Seriously, no wonder why the Canucks aren't going to win anything. You just bailed on them in three minutes. I'm talking bullshit here. Now all of a sudden you're a, a Dallas Stars fan. What the hell? He's going to cheer for the Coyotes. <laughs> Now, let's not. Let's, yeah, 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 let's back that up. All right. NHL <laughs> okay. teams. That's right. What are we doing? <laughs> Our guest today on the show okay. is also excited about the upcoming hockey season. This guy is one of the star rookie defensemen in the Ontario Hockey League. Drafted 22nd overall in the 2022 OHL draft from the Toronto Junior Canadians. This youngster from Vaughn was named to the All-Star team at the OHL Cup. He's just completed his first training camp, and now he's getting set for his first Ontario Hockey League game. Please welcome to For Future Considerations, Anthony Cristoforo. Anthony, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm not too bad yourself. I'm great. I'm great. How excited are you? Oh, I'm super excited. I can't, I can't wait for Saturday. 
<laughs> so with a name like Cristoforo, that's got to be Italian, right? Yeah. <laughs> you fit right in with the Italian community right in Windsor. I know. That, 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 that's what I heard even, even when I got picked here. They were saying, Windsor, there's, uh, there's some Italians up there, so you'll fit in. Uh, you're going to fit in just great. Even on the ice, the fans are going to love you. I've seen you in training camp, seen you in exhibition game, and now off the ice, they'll love you too. Let me take you back to that day that you were drafted by the Windsor Spitfires. Tell me about that day. And um, did you know that Windsor was going to pick you? They were interested in you? So I knew um, I knew just from my agent coaches and just like, or just like everyone around me, we knew Windsor was very interested. And, uh, you know, I never, I spoke to Billy a couple times, spoke to Frank, never got the full, hey, we're going to like, we're taking you, but they kind of hinted to it. So I kind of, I was kind of thinking it was going to happen. It was going to be Windsor. And then right before the pick, uh, Bill called me and he just asked me a couple questions, asked me if I'm ready. And I just told him like, yeah, it's like, it's an honor. And he, then the next pick he picked me and I was just there with my family, friends, and we were just all super happy. So you had a little draft party at home at that time or what was going on? Yeah, we had a, I guess we had some family, friends, grandparents. We had uh, some old coaches, my current coaches I had. And yeah, even uh, it was just maybe like 30 of us. They were over and we just after it was a little sus- suspenseful as uh, it was going on. And then once I got picked, we were just super happy, all having a good time. That's great. And what did you know about Windsor? What did you know about the Spitfires before the draft, if anything? Um, I'll be honest, before the draft, I I knew they were a great team, obviously, and I knew coming, just hearing about, like, I hear a lot of people say, oh, like, top three places you want to go in the O, and in every conversation I had, Windsor was in, they just said, the, it, from the owners all the way to the players, just everything's, like, first class, top notch, so I guess, yeah. So you were the sixth defenseman taken in the first round. Um, did that put a chip on your shoulder at all? Like, do you, I, I know I talked to you before. This isn't the first time we've met or, or talked. Um, you're pretty confident young men uh, with your skill set and such. Did you, did you get a chip on your shoulder being the sixth defenseman taken in the first round? Yeah, definitely. Like, I was, I mean, obviously I'm a, I like, obviously love the game, want to be the best, best in everything I do. It's just how I am. I'm a very competitive person in general. So even like seeing those other five guys go in front of me, like I, I know them all. They're all great guys, super happy for them. But when it comes to the on ice stuff, like I want to, I want to be the best. I want to beat every guy I'm on the ice with. So that's kind of definitely a chip on my shoulder in preseason and even for this, for the year. So that's something that's going to carry with you. Yes, definitely. That Toronto junior Canadians team was, was a pretty good team. Tell me about that experience. Oh, we were, so I was there for the full seven years and we were, we were always a pretty good team, always top three, top four. We were always up there, but this year we just came in, we went full out final year. Let's try to win it. Let's try to win it all, do as good as we can. And we came in, we had, I mean, we had not 10 forwards who were amazing, six defensemen who were amazing, two goalies who were all amazing. So 
very deep team and we all gelled perfectly together. It was probably one of the most fun years of hockey I've had in my life. It's great to hear. Four guys from that team went in the first round, right? Five. Five guys. I'm even forgetting somebody. Five yeah. guys. And then stacked. we had then we had two second round picks. Yeah. It's a stocked team. Yeah. You get named to the all-star team at the OHL Cup. Uh, and then you just run into a team that seemed uh, like they couldn't do anything wrong, the Mississauga Senators in that final, huh? Do you remember that game? Oh, that game that game was definitely one to remember for, for myself, just how it went and how kind of the whole story leading up to it. I have some stories from that game just with my coach that we'll have forever. We de- like we lost whatever, but it was just honestly a very like we lost, but it was a fun game. Just the lead up to it to get to the OHL Cup final, playing at Matt Me Center was just. I know it's like it's minor major, but it was honestly a dream come true. All of us playing minor hockey, you dream of playing in the finals of the OHL Cup, and we just came one game short. But even after the room, we were all pretty sad, but we weren't sad that. We weren't too sad that we lost. We were sad that she still was all over because we, we were like brothers in that room. So that's kind of well, it. Like you said, you were in that program for seven years, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, seven years. That's a long time. W- would you say that was one of your highlights uh, in your minor hockey career? 100%. It was, like I say, that game. It was also a highlight. I mean, I scored in that game. That was also a green score in the finals. But um, – we you were, were player of the game for the Canadians, right? Yeah, it was because we had uh, one of our D's, who also won in the first round, uh, Henry Muse. He he got hurt throughout the tournament, so it kind of went from, uh, I guess, everyone had to step up, and uh, I guess the coaches they asked me to play a a bigger role, help fill his shoes, and uh, on top of what I was already doing, and then we just did that, and all the other guys stepped up too. We had bunch of great defense and we had so many guys like we say to everyone we're like like we don't care who goes out there we know they're going to be they're they're going to be good for us we trust them all so and, and now some of them are enemies in the ontario hockey league <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is great you could you can be friends off the ice and then competitive on the ice right exactly so, yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this, Anthony. Was there any uh, uh, an opportunity or did you discuss with your family about going the OHL route and going the NCAA route? Was that ever a conversation that you had? Um, a little bit towards, I guess, in late December, January, when we know a couple of schools were going to reach out, stuff like that. But it's always – it was definitely a, maybe a conversation just to kind of poke our head and see kind of what it is. Spoke to my agent. He – he could kind of guided me, just gave me both sides of it. And he said, listen, it's like, it, it's up to you. So, and then I told him, I'm like, I'm like the school stuff definitely won't be a bad option, but the OHL is where my heart is. It's where I want to go. So, and then that's kind of how it went. Why is that? Why, why is the OHL the number one route for you? I mean, when I just first started playing hockey in five years old, you see, you see all these guys, you see the the OHL, the OHL draft, even just watching it with my coach. I had Daniel Siska. He had his O2 team. We watched it with him and his guys get drafted. He go through it all. So it was kind of, I just, I guess I kind of grew up into it, even playing the GTHL. A lot of, definitely some GTHL guys go the school route, but 
its majority guys go to VO. And uh, I guess I kind of just fell right into that. And yeah, it's just the OHL was definitely where my heart was. Do you know which schools were interested in you and who who expressed an interest from the NCAA? Uh, there were there were a couple a couple schools a couple schools in Boston a couple schools uh, in Michigan area so we just definitely we looked at them I spoke to a couple my agent spoke to them and then we just never really did anything more because they knew I wanted to go to the OHL. By the way, Daniel Siska, uh, not to age me or anything, but I was the broadcaster when he was lighting it up in the OHL. Did Daniel, did Daniel Siska talk about how much he lit up the OHL when he was a player? <laughs> so I've heard that from him for the last 10 years. I've known, <laughs> <laughs> I've known him my whole life. He's, he's been, he's been honestly like a, a mentor to me, someone I look up to just, he's, I've, he's known me since I was a little guy started playing. And then he so grateful to have him by my side, I guess for seven years on JRC and then years before that. He's, I see him all the time this summer. I do skills with them. Everything I do is with him. So yeah, he'd always tell me, tell me all the time. He's like, uh, he's like, you might be good, but you're never going to be as good as me. Say something. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty good. He can put the puck in the net. Let yeah. me tell you. He, no, we, we saw it in practice too. <laughs> <laughs> so did he practice a lot? Yeah. I mean, he would like, he would, he would run all of our practices and then, um, and then he would sometimes he would uh, he would like join it join in a drill, and somehow every time he joins in the drill when he shoots he always scored and he would always celebrate and just tell us um, he would, we would hear it. <laughs> no, come on! There's got to be a time you shut him down. He's coming down the wing and you shut him down, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, he was uh, he would he he'd only con- he would only play in shootouts or stuff like that. Ah. <laughs> See, he was scared. No, that's all you have to tell him. You were scared to come down your wing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Cristoforo, a rookie defenseman with the Windsor Spitfires, is our guest. Um, growing up in Vaughn, did you have a favorite OHL team? Um, not not really. Just because I guess there was no there was no like if I was from Mississauga, it probably would have been the Mississauga Steelheads. But being in Vaughn, it's always just been like. Any OHL team, I just I I enjoyed just watching the hockey, and then obviously enjoyed watching the the Mem Cup whenever it was on. So, kind of no really favorite team, but I mean, just maybe so maybe looking it up Jersey uh, teams that had blue, white, red in it because that's what I was in my whole life, even before Toronto Junior Canadians. So I think Windsor worked out pretty good with that. <laughs> I would I would say so. You get drafted by Windsor, a red, white, and blue team. Who was the first guy to reach out to you? Um, a couple of guys texted me after the draft, but then Ethan made him Facetime me. They were, and then he just said like, "Welcome, like we're happy to have you," and then kind of your stuff like that. And then the next day, uh, I guess next day I came up and I met I met uh, like a lot of the staff and like the G, like Billy and all that stuff. And you got to take in a playoff game. What a yeah. playoff run for the Spitfires last year. That's when I got to meet you. What'd you think of that whole atmosphere and the experience attending a playoff game? Oh, it was just even being, just being there. It even it motivated me throughout the summer. Like I, I would say I'm like, I'll tell you myself, I'm like, I want to like, I know next year I'm going to be the young guy, whatever, but I want to, 
I want to come in and try to help try to help this team because they were they were the king kings of the West last year. So you're coming into a winning team, winning program. You want to, I mean, I we already see it now in practice and training camp. It's just like you can tell we're we're around great people and people that want to win. Like we have competitive practices, competitive guys. So it's really really fun to be around. And what'd you think about the fans? Oh, it was the atmosphere in there was like electric. It was, it was just amazing. Even like seeing it on when I was there, seeing it, and then even when I would watch the finals, seeing the Instagram sold out, and then when they scored, just erupts. Even talking to some of the photographers that I knew in, in the O, he would tell me he's like Windsor, the WFCU, when it's when it's rocking, it's the loudest burn in the OHL, and that just obviously made me feel good. <laughs> And it, there was a lot of evidence of that last year. So it motivates you in the offseason to prepare for your first ever OHL training camp. How did you prepare, Anthony? What did you focus on in the offseason? Uh, just focused on obviously getting stronger, getting faster, getting bigger. I guess in the gym and on the ice, just focus on everything. Power skating, shot, agility, uh, skills, all that. Just everything. Trying to, trying to just obviously improve everything because again coming in as a as a 16 year old you're playing against older guys so you're not against your age anymore so i was just trying to improve everything everything that i can do and how do you think that preparation turned out for you you just completed your first ever ohl training camp um was there a shock to the system or did you feel like you adapted really well um i would say training camp definitely Training camp definitely helped me and prepare me for the preseason just because uh, or in the sense that preseason or sorry, training camp, we had a, a bunch of scrimmages, which was obviously fun. And I would say my first one, I was maybe maybe a, a little nervous and just because I'm here. Then then after like a couple first couple of shifts and I felt good I, I, and I feel like I adapted pretty well. And even talking to some of the coaches, they're happy with they were happy with the way I look. So they were. Uh, the coaches were just very, very positive and very like great, like constructive criticism with me. So I'm just, I'd say I, I adapted pretty well and having their guidance with me is going to be amazing. Yeah. You mentioned the coaches, you go from a guy who lit up the OHL and Daniel Siska to a guy who lit up the OHL and the NHL and Mark Savard, and he's got a pretty good tandem with them and Andy Delmore and Jared Smith. What, what are they telling you? And, How's that experience been so far? Oh, so um, it's funny, Mark. Uh, Mark, I would I would always watch when I was younger. I would always watch his YouTube on his ta his taping sticks. <laughs> so it was kind of it was it was pretty cool. And then uh, Delhi or Andy Delmore, he's just coming here. My old D coach kind of already knew him, and then he was just saying he's like, when you meet him, like he's he's the best. So just. At talking to him, I'd probably ask him a hundred questions a day, and he's probably he I probably talk his ear off just asking him questions, but he's probably a little annoyed with me. But um, I just just ask him anything. I ask him for as much advice as I can, just because like I want to learn. I want to I want to obviously like be better, try to get better. And then um, with uh, with Juggy, he's just same thing. I ask him anything. I just ask them any question I have in there. They're not people that you you're scared of, scared to talk to, scared to ask questions. I can ask them anything, and they they're always they come to me with an answer. And if 
and they just come and they show me on the board or they'll say it really well and it's just it's really easy to talk to them it's a great attribute to have keep that up anthony cristoforo is our guest here on for future considerations so if somebody had never seen your game anthony how would you describe your game um i would say i'm definitely a two-way defenseman that that likes to likes to defend and obviously loves to play offense i like to I would say I'm a I'm a pretty good skater, so I like to skate, use my legs, uh, get up the ice, get up and down the ice, and um, I would say I'm a I'm a pretty smart player. I have pretty good hockey sense, so I, I like to kind of break down forechecks, make little plays that maybe some guys won't see or some guys some forecheckers wouldn't expect. And um, I'm someone that when I when I play, I just I leave it all out there. I play with all my heart. I, if I have to go in front of a shot to block it, I'll do it. If I have to, if there's any play to be made, I'll I'll make it to help the team win. That's kind of, I guess that's a little brief description on how I play. Oh, wow, that's a great description. Is is there a player that you model your game after? Um, I there's a, a few guys. I I like to watch. I like to watch obviously, uh, Kel McCart, Charlie McAvoy, those type of guys, and I I enjoy watching uh, Jamie Drysdale. Just even with him, I used to way back when I was a little kid, he was on the other side of the ice training with his guy. So just seeing how what he's done, gone through the OHL, now in the NHL. So just seeing his process was also really cool. Those are, I guess, some of the guys I like to look up to. Even a guy like Adam Fox, those four. So offensive type-minded defensemen too, who move the puck well, skate well, and can defend in their own end. Yeah. Um, growing up in Vaughn, I'm going to assume you're a Maple Leafs fan. Is that true or no? <laughs> um yes i'm a i'm a my me and my family were all pretty big lee fans oh man that's gotta suck <laughs> just, <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding uh how are the leafs gonna do this year i mean we say it every year maybe this this is our year but uh i don't know i i like a i like a couple of the ac- accusations that they made and uh i mean we'll see i Obviously, I, I'm a big Matthews fan, so I hope he puts up 60 again. And, um, I mean, hopefully this is our year to not only make it past round one, go obviously all the way. <laughs> yeah. Every Leafs fan is hoping that. I, I know you mentioned some of the guys that you model your game after. Do you have a favorite player? Like, is Austin Matthews your favorite player, even though you guys play different positions? Um, probably, I guess, I obviously – Probably him just because he's a Toronto boy, he's or he's like plays for the Leafs, and he's I guess he's my I guess favorite player. But players I like to watch and model my game after is those four guys I mentioned earlier. Yeah, Kale McCarr, Charlie McAvoy, pretty good guys, pretty good guys to follow along. Yeah. Um, what do you do for fun away from the rink? What does Anthony Cristoforo do when he's not thinking about hockey twenty three hours a day, six days a week? <laughs> um I like to I I mean I, I enjoy like just hanging out with my friends, family, like talking to them, I guess playing some video games sometimes whenever I have a chance or whenever I'm really up for it. And also I really I I really love cooking, so whenever I'm not in the rink, I'm uh I'm probably in the kitchen cooking. <laughs> wow. What's your go-to dish? Um I don't know. I maybe 
I'd probably say maybe chicken or steak and then with some maybe some potatoes on the side and maybe just some vegetables or something like that. That's something along those lines. Have you cooked for your billets yet? Uh, not yet, but back at home, I cook for everyone that comes over. Oh, wow. That's big time. <laughs> What's your go-to video game? Um, it it kind of depends. Sometimes it's sometimes it's NHL, sometimes it's MLB, Madden, or FIFA, or, two, or 2K. It's kind of any sort of sports game. Oh, a big time sports guy, huh? Yeah. If, if you weren't playing hockey, would you be playing another sport and what would it be? Yes, I would. Uh, maybe maybe I'd be playing soccer. I played soccer when I was younger. I enjoyed playing it. It was always fun. I like to go play with my friends. Um, I I also I enjoy playing baseball. Just baseball is a little different because I'm a lefty, but I, I don't like the pitch. So playing the field is a little different because I'm always the opposite side. Uh, and I guess it would probably be those two and yeah probably but if I had to choose one it would probably be soccer okay who's your country in the world cup uh, I mean they didn't they didn't qualify this year yeah, I was going to say because we can't cheer for Italy <laughs> uh, oh, definitely Canada okay there you go good answer good answer yeah. by the way you, you were talking about food have you tried Windsor pizza yet because everybody raves about Windsor pizza Okay, so everyone's been at, everyone's been telling me about that. I think Sunday, so Sunday this Sunday coming up, um, my family's gonna be up because they're coming up for the game. We have a f- bunch of family and friends. There, I think we're trying it on Sunday. Windsor Pizza. Okay, so I'm gonna follow up with you at the yeah. to find out. Find <laughs> yeah. out, Anthony Cristoforo. Our last question for the rookie, 16 year old defenseman from the Windsor Spitfires who's getting set to play his first Ontario Hockey League game. Do you think you'll be nervous? Do you think you'll have a few butterflies? Um, definitely definitely a little bit of nerves. Maybe not nerves, more just anxious and excited to get out there. But I would say when I when I get out there and warm up, just obviously like absorb it all, just see the crowd. And it's going to be definitely be a little nervous, but I'll, I, think I'll, I think I'll be fine in, in that sense and just go out there and just play hockey. Play your game. That's great. And how do you think the Spitfires will do this year? Uh, I mean, we we looked pretty solid in preseason. I know preseason is different than regular season, but I'm again, I'm I'm new, but I'm I, I feel pretty good in our group. And like I said about earlier, how we're I'm coming into a lot of new guys are coming into a winning team, winning environment. So they have their standards set high, and I guess it it makes us all better because we all want to. We all want to play up to their level they were last year. So I think I think we'll, we'll be a, a good team. Anthony, really enjoyed the conversation with you. Uh, congratulations on being drafted by Windsor. Congratulations on competing your, completing your first OHL training camp. You've looked great. Uh, wish you continued success and can't wait to see you at the rink. Thanks for this. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Our thanks again to Anthony Cristoforo of the Windsor Spitfires. Great to talk to him. And remember that name because many NHL scouts will for the 2024 NHL draft. His career is just getting off the ground. A lot of exciting players in Windsor for sure. It's going to be a young group, but they're uh, they're certainly not lacking skill. No, Ethan Miedema is going to be draft eligible. And, and in Owen Sound, I'm really looking forward to seeing the attack, Colby Barlow, we were yeah. talking about him earlier. 
and he's going to be great. And there's some other really talented players on that Owen Sound team. Yeah. Should be a fun junior hockey year. For sure. And you're going to find out all about the OHL, NHL, KHL, SHL, GOJHL. <laughs> it's all going to be on Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram for future considerations on Facebook. Your social media headquarters for anything to do with the world of sports. And if you have any uh, show or guest suggestions or even questions for an upcoming debate, send us an email for future considerations at gmail.com. We want to thank our sponsors on this episode, Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sports training and nutrition, and also London Awnings, quality that shows. Thank you very much for listening this week, and we will talk to you next week on the next edition of Four Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage! And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.